0: Hey, I'm so glad to be back. How's everybody doing today? Doing really well? Oh, man. It feels very surreal for me. I don't know about you, but to be able to come in. Uh, As soon as I heard your borders are opening, I was like getting a flight, you know, just to get over here and everything. Um, So uh, just... um, want to want to just give give a harvest church in turlock california Uh, they give you a warm welcome as well and they know i'm here they know that this has been on my heart for a long time to get back over into this area and see everybody and see everything um so one of the things that helps me i i come from a very loud church are you guys loud Okay, like you can talk back to me, you know. It actually helps, you know. Just you know, amen. Oh my. Oh, don't say that. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so let me kind of get my stuff in order here. But but the um, last time I was, here, I think the first time was was here, and this isn't really my message today, but it is a lot of who I am. It has to do with being a you know a prophet to the nations, a praying prophet. Um, Long story how the Lord called me into that. I was never one of those people that was like into prophets or anything. I came out of the Mormon environment, so I the word prophet was defined a certain way and I was I was actually okay with that even as I left that environment and I became a Christian a spirit-filled Christian just began to live my life for Jesus to the best of my knowledge at the time and so when the Lord called me in a vision it was more like well what does that mean you know like what what is that what is that all about and called me as a prophet to the nation specifically so do you just go to any nation you know what is that what exactly does that look like and so it's pretty purported with it. And then all of the warfare started moving in, but the anointing started moving in and things just started to lock into place and begin to see how it would play out. And intercession has been my primary. It's been my foundation. Um, you know, really I'm just a person who, who I like to pray, like to hear what God says and then just do what God says. But in the, um, the realm that in, in the anointing and in the governmental anointing that he has called me to. And so part of that has to do with walking things out. I'll walk things out and they actually become a message. You know what I'm saying? Some of you are like, oh, is that why my life is so crazy? Yeah, probably. Probably. You know, Job, he he had a crazy life, but he got a book out of it, right? And we still read his book. You know, the thief has to pay it back when he is caught. He's got to pay it back, write it down, sell it. All right. And so um, but anyway, uh, I am from California. I've been in California for a long time. My husband and I started in ministry uh, 25 years ago. Actually, when we got married, we were, you know, in ministry and um, he was already pastoring. And so we walked through a lot in ministry, quite a bit in ministry. Um, Now we're pushing into our fifth campus, which we actually opened one one up during the shutdown that's just kind of how we are you know tell you to shut down we're like we'll open a campus how's that sound um but you know we had just a very unique situation in California I think what provoked the bear what what really stirred up the bear of the church you know or actually the lion of the church California we we got the bear symbol so we'll say the bear sometimes Uh, but really what provoked it is when we were told not to worship and so we all got online, and we made sure the whole government knew that we were worshiping despite you, and so we knew we were going to get shut down even worse the following week, and it happened, but that's when we decided to open another campus. So that's what you do, right? I had some friends down in Southern California. Literally, they were, they were all told that they were going to be arrested, fined, um, and that they you know, basically got letters in the mail, and they still stayed open, and they just never came for them so so anyway it was just really I mean it was crazy um so that's what we were dealing with everybody was dealing with a different thing you know what I'm saying everybody had a different blueprint from the Lord but I just knew that we couldn't be silent we uh for us it was about like if you're going to start this this pattern with us it means the doors are going to shut pretty soon permanently you know what I'm saying because I've ministered in China and I have been where you know you cannot. You cannot worship God. You cannot legally worship God. You will always have to worship God illegal. And so it's one of those, those realities that we're starting to have to face these days. And really it, it I don't know, it kind of it uh, distinguishes who's really uh, saved and who isn't. Uh, It really does. I'm sorry if that's a hard thing for you to hear, but it is drawing the line in the sand. It's like, will you have persecution? If persecution comes, will you, you know, walk this out? Will you still worship me if you're told not to? You know, and so, and I realize there's a way to do that. And there's, sometimes there's seasons like, okay, you know, we, the circumstances like we need to kind of back down for a little while, but we can't back down forever, we have to rise up stronger, you know, and that was one of the words the Lord told me during the COVID was that you're going to come out of this more prosperous than before. You know what I'm saying? And so anyway, um, you know, just give a little background where we were at. And I know you had your own thing happening here as well. Um, But anyway, I started prior to COVID. I came here a couple times and the Lord started this thing with me. You know, I remember I had this incredible encounter with the Lord. My first round here. I did a prayer conference and the Lord met me in the middle of the night. It was one of the most beautiful and intense encounters ever and he resurrected my heart. Um, half of my heart had died and I didn't know it. It was like a psychological death and I didn't know it. I didn't know the circumstances um, but he, he resurrected it and I realized it in that moment and I began to like, um, is that Anne? Hey, Ann, how are you? Good to see you. Sorry if I pause. Hey, it's good to see friends, you know? All right. Um, But uh, back to the story. He resurrected my heart, but I didn't know it was dead because when your heart dies, you don't feel it. It's dead. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, you're reading the Bible, like stony heart. I'm, you know, I know you guys hear all of this stuff, all right? You know, the heart of stone and everything. Well, it's true. Like when your heart is dead, like you don't feel it because there's nothing to feel. It's dead, right? And so he sovereignly resurrected me, and it was great. It was a wonderful experience. I ministered out of that experience for a solid year after that encounter, and people all over the place were having, you know, their own encounter with the Lord as a result. And so as I began to move through that, um, you Know your heart dies for a reason, and I begin to um, I begin to recognize by the by you know the Holy Spirit was just helping me uh, all the reasons why my heart died. You know, and it was because of all of the stuff that I had blocked out. You know, they have psychological terms for it; they have all sorts of stuff for it, and it, it. pushed me into inner healing and deliverance on a level I've never thought I'd ever need. It pushed me into Christian trauma counseling, like very intense counseling, because I began to have this narrative come up that was unbelievable, absolutely diabolical. You know, you start, you start remembering that you are a cult CSA survivor on unprecedented levels, and no wonder you couldn't remember a single thing about it, because you blocked it out, plus all the witchcraft and the occultic spells that are put on you and so I had to I've been working through that steadily ever since and finding out that I'm some kind of miracle walking miracle and I'm like am I walking miracle or do I just know the word you know because I discover that God has something to say about every trauma that you ever lived through he has a word for you personally has a word in his written word and his word is life and he is resurrection power and those who overcome actually get nations. I didn't realize it was all tied. Some of you need to hear this right now, that your present battle that seems like insurmountable, that you don't know how you're going to get past that, is actually tied to the nation that you are going to um, bring freedom to. So anyway, one of the things that happens, though, is, you know, I, I begin to learn that the, the thief, when he is caught, he has to pay it back. That's what I begin to learn. And I have a new book for the globe uh inner healing deliverance handbook it's unlike any inner healing deliverance handbook you've ever read before um i have to warn you it is very intense i have little warnings all over the book like you know you might need a safe person after you read this chapter so you know it's pretty candid okay um i want to give it to somebody i I noticed you in the back you caught my eye uh in the black shirt uh plaid i want to give this book to you okay all right here you go (laughs) that's you all right (laughs) So anyway, we have a few left. We're running out. Kurong never got their shipment, so we're going to get another shipment. We'll have some available here in Australia. Uh, but anyway, I was, um, uh, you know, just praying to the Lord about what to bring to you today and what he was saying, and he started pointing something out to me that I know that when this happens to people, there's a tendency to uh, presume a word from God on certain circumstances, certain things. and So I'm really careful about that. I'm actually probably uh, more careful these days about slipping into that than ever before because I just saw in the last season so much divination and false prophetics. I'm just super careful uh, about that. But anyway, as I was uh, coming through, and this is why I'm glad Ann is here because I noticed your post, okay? And I was like, confirmation. Thank you, Ann. And so what happened is I started noticing uh, I was making my— plans, my travel plans and everything. And I started getting these weird upgrades. <laughs> okay. That's what happened to her. I saw her sitting in, you know, a business class and she's like, I got this upgrade coming over here. You know, would you fly in yesterday? So yeah. Okay. And so uh, Anne's a prophetic intercessor, you know, and, and we've known each other for a while. Uh, I think we met here uh, originally. And so I started getting these weird upgrades. Like, I'm like, why am I in Delta One? Like, I, I go in, they they give you a, a glass of champagne, and, they, and you get a private suite, and you lay down in your bed for the whole flight. That's pretty nice for 15 hours, don't you think? I think that's pretty nice, all right? And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm gonna, you know, really enjoy this trip, and so, uh, you know, it's a sacrifice to come over here, you know, sometimes, and so, so I, I got this like crazy upgrade going in and going out which is you know to get them both both legs was crazy and then I started getting these notices from my hotel the first one we just gave you an upgrade I'm like oh okay that's great you know and then the next hotel in the next city oh we just gave you an upgrade I'm like this is getting unreal <laughs> you know what I mean you know and then the accommodations we got here was like really weird how we got these how I got these accommodations they're just incredibly superb, and I'm like, wh- what is going on here, and how I'm able to get this accommodation on this level, so I started noticing this thing, thinking, well, God just must love me, you know, he just loves me, he loves that I'm going to Australia, he loves Australia, you know, and, and, and that's what I'm thinking, you know, um, I wasn't defaulting into sort of, some sort of prophetic thing, um, but then the Lord began to speak to me about two days to go, maybe three. And he's like, no, no, that is my word. He says, you are walking out a word for this church. And it was the word upgrade, you know. And I'm not trying to be cliche. And when I saw that Ann got the same thing, because she's a prophetic intercessor. She's pro- a you know, prophet to the nation. She's, you know, we carry the same thing. And, and you know, when I saw the same thing happen to her and she was coming to this church, I'm like, double confirmation, upgrade, upgrade. upgrade. I always say up, Upgrade. <laughs> Can you say upgrade? Come on, say it. Say it like you mean it. (laughs) There you go. And I was like, all right, well, that's great. You know, uh, upgrade. And so, um, uh, you know, and this is something that I've, I've worked out prior, but I feel like this is what the Lord is highlighting in connection with this word. To you this morning. And, and really I was thinking like, okay, what are what are all the things we want upgraded? You know, we want an upgrade of peace. We want upgrades in our family and in, in our in our church. But also, you know, think in terms of um, sometimes I, I, I come into places like this, I feel like you don't know who you are. I feel like you don't really know Your value like the way the Lord knows it like I like you have a good thing going it's not I'm not like you know saying hey uh we got some some wrong things here I'm not saying that at all I'm like I I always I've always felt this way I felt this way you know here uh from the beginning that you guys don't really know the good things that you carry that are not just for the area but they're actually a global they actually have a, a global thing attached to it okay and so I was thinking you know um, not just regional impact, but global impact. Okay, upgrade. I would say upgrade. upgrade. Okay, I remember when I freaked out my husband one time. Um, I was preaching, and we had this banner that says, you know, reaching the city and influencing nations. Um, and I looked at him, and I, I remember shouting from the pulpit, and he kind of freaked out at me. Um, it just rolled out of my mouth. I said, like, reaching cities... And he's like, oh, my God, you know, because he just stressed him out because he was thinking, you know, that's a new wineskin, right? That's a, it's a different way of thinking. Like, how do I, I – got this one church I can barely carry. Um, you know, it's super challenging. How do I reach another city? You know what I'm saying? And what if the Lord's breathing on us glo- the globe? You know, I, I, the, Revelations 2.26 is a huge thing here. Okay, just write it down. Those who overcome get nations. Those who overcome get nations. Those who overcome get nations, right? The, I, those, there's something in your story there's something in your story all right so financial upgrades um, influence upgrades upgrades in family um, uh, you know an upgrade in the glo- carrying being able to carry the glory of the Lord. I was thinking of the story of Hannah it's one of my favorite stories she's an intercessor. And how she was literally challenged, you know, so, you know, I won't, won't give the whole teaching, but she was so challenged where, you know, all she wanted was a baby. She just wanted a baby. And how would you feel? It's one thing when the devil's, you know, holding it back from you. It's another thing when God's holding it back from you. That's a whole other thing. You know, she's going to have to go to the Lord and figure out, like, why are you holding this from me? What's, what's with this? And then she's got, you know, her, her uh, sister wife, uh, Penina, you know who's given her given her fits and then you know she goes to the priest and he doesn't he realizes she's not praying or he he thinks she's not praying uh, he he thinks she's drunk at the temple and he accuses her of being a drunk cuz he was corrupt he can't see purity you know what i'm saying and so so anyway she's going through all this stuff but but the whole thing is you know the whole device against her was to get her offended so she would stop praying for the miracle and and so she was Literally reduced to tears, but she would not be reduced. She laid hold of a promise, even though it was absolutely impossible. Some of you've got to get out of self pity and start laying hold of promises. Okay, self pity, offense. Okay, because what happens is we get so angry, so stir up inside, we stop praying and we stop laying hold of, you don't realize that you're being challenged demonically and diabolically to let go of a God promise that must be prayed through. It has to be prayed through. It has to be laid hold of in prayer. Can I hear the word upgrade? Upgrade. All right, so we talk about upgrade. Okay, we talk about upgrades and everything, and, you know, before I started um, working through, like, a big chunk of my junk, um, you know, that I didn't even know was there. It just so floors me, all that happened in the last four or five years. Um, so what, prior to that, the Lord was really good. He was starting to prepare me personally, even though what was happening to me personally was going to go out into the globe. You know what I'm saying? It was was like he was preparing me. He was starting to talk to me about restoration. He was starting to talk to me about recompense. And, and, um, you know restoration, recompense, and a double honor for your shame, you know, um, a double double possessions for what was stolen, a double portion anointing, and twice as much as before. And he was talking to me about these things over and over and over again. And he was really preparing me, you know, and he was saying that there's, there's a big door in front of you. And remember, I'm talking to you because I I feel like I'm reflecting something that the Lord is doing here. This is why I'm I'm bringing this message. And so he's talking to me about this big door, uh, you know, this big door that, that he's opening. But then he said to me, he said, can you cross the threshold? And I was, like, not so much interested in the door. A lot of people, they're, they're you know, oh, yeah, the Lord's opening doors and seeing doors and dreaming about doors. I'm hearing about doors. This is great. But, but that, and that's fine. But I was, like, really uh, hearing this one component about this door of opportunity, door of impact, door of upgrade, uh, the message growing, the message impacting, the message becoming a bigger sound, a louder sound, you know, and, and he was saying to me, but can you cross the threshold? Okay. And this is probably, I don't know. This is, you know, before, again, I started having all of this junk come up in my life. And so he said, can you cross the threshold? Okay. Can you cross the threshold? Because you have to cross over a thing before you can cross, cross into a thing before you can step into a thing, okay? You got to cross, cross out of a thing or over a thing before you can begin a thing. And that thing that you need to cross over, it involves extreme surrender, extreme trust, and a miracle you haven't seen before. We love the idea of being influential and you know, impactful and you know, reaching greater things. But the only way that happens is that you got to cross out of a thing in order to cross into a thing. You got to think completely different. You know, you have to have a completely different uh, a frame for it. And so that's when uh, I started hearing in my heart, make no excuses. Make no excuses. Okay, sometimes we have a good thing going, but the Lord says, no, upgrade is over here, so let's let go of the good so we can have the great. Right? Right, and so, so we have to like really deal with the excuses. You know, um, Luke chapter 14, 16 to 23, it talks about these individuals who were invited to this feast and they all made these really lame excuses. Remember the story? They made these really lame excuses not to go. Uh, one bought some ground, okay, but what he did is when he was invited to the feast, he insisted that he needed to go look at the ground. Apparently he bought some ground without ever looking at it first. Who does that? Okay, who does that, all right? And then another bought a team of oxen, and he couldn't go to the feast because he had to try these oxen out that he had already bought. Don't you try out your car that you, don't Don't you like, you know, drive that car before you buy it? So he, he did not try out the oxen, okay. All right, then another one, okay, <laughs> this is funny. It says, he got married, and he, so he couldn't go to the feast because he got married. I'm thinking, isn't she, is she ugly or something? Like you can't bring her? <laughs> like, what's the problem here, okay? All right. And so basically about the, um, the, the whole thing about excuses is that they absolutely justify themselves. They justify why they deserve a place in your life. They explain to you medically, financially. You know, they, they talk to you about your energy levels. They talk to you about your age, they talked about all sorts of things about why you cannot upgrade. Well, you're you you know you got this to do, you got that to do. They the excuses are often very. They they sound so good. They sound so good, and it's like it's very hard for anybody to challenge it because you know we have a, a one, two, three, you know reason for why we have this excuse why we cannot upgrade. Okay, why we cannot. All right. And for some of us, it's in that realm. It's in that realm of what I call, you know, the the justifiable excuse that we are not going to upgrade. You know, I mean, you know, Brad's asked asked, talking to you about 125,000 this month, this month. All right. And and so you know he it, to me that's like that's I know that's a challenging figure because I know what we do back home you know <laughs> so like we maybe take a little bit more time for that you know but but he's like no I need it this month all right <laughs> <And> so <laughs> and so you know the thing is like like he's he's calling for this upgrade he's calling for this upgrade of impact and he's like yeah you know 125 thousand we need it this month and this and that and the other and so so the excuses that we use. You know, well, if, if we weren't doing that, we wouldn't have to have that call out for that kind of kind of sum. Right? We could just do not do that, okay? Not upgrade. Right? Okay. But then there's a whole thing about there's some other thresholds and I want to I want to get into this a bit here. But some other thresholds and and the thing is for me, I had to start working through this very diabolical plot in my life that was like so unbelievable like it took me probably a solid two years to actually say okay I actually believe my own story now (laughs) really you know like and even I still struggle some days I'm like I'm still like was that was that did that really happen to me I'm not sure and I had to kind of rework it again but you know these thresholds that if you don't face it you will not upgrade you won't upgrade. And it's like if our heart is unable to carry an upgrade, we will either not upgrade or we will actually maybe step in, step toward it, but collapse. <laughs> and I think that was what I was facing was a potential to collapse under the weight of glory that God wants me to walk in because I know how to get in the presence. I know how to you know tap into the flow of miracles. Uh, I know how to do those things. I know how to step into those things and yet I was becoming very very aware that every time like the the anointing for miracles would come upon me which is different the anointing for healings they have actually a different flow Uh, Same Holy Spirit, but a different flow. They feel different. And when the anointing of miracles come on me, it was like this, um, I don't know, like this this uh, uh, electrical power almost. It's like a power. And what would happen, I would, I would notice after I step out of that kind of ministry and crazy miracles will start happening, like really unusual stuff. And like people, like, lose weight supernaturally. Um, their teeth, they get gold on their teeth, just kind of crazy stuff like that. And, and I start, you know, stepping into that. And what would happen is I, as, I, as it lifted off of me, I would feel almost like almost crazy because I didn't have I didn't ha- have the capacity to carry that kind of a heavy anointing because I wasn't okay inside. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Okay? And so, you know, this thing where the, where like incrementally, you know, working through um, uh, you know, what happens for me is I have, uh, horrible memories come up, like kind of like PTSD, nightmarish type memories, and they'll come up because the Holy Spirit's bringing them up, you know what I'm saying? And that's because I'm grabbing a part of my heart back and bringing it back into alignment with God's word and, and, and God's healing because he does heal it all. There literally is nothing he cannot heal Okay, if you think that you're too far gone, for you're not. Okay, and I'm living, I'm walking this out. You know, uh, I really thought I, I was an impossible case, and and I'm here to tell you, uh, you're not too far gone for him to re, you know, to recover you. And so, so I begin to realize that every time I got a piece back, even though it's a very challenging thing, it's it's the threshold. Where you have to look at something, face something that, you know, I've lived with this all my life. And I've got my life reorged and organized in a way where, you know, I'm comfortable. And I can, I can uh, you know, I can walk and stand and be happy and, you know, do fairly well. But in order to carry God's anointing as he prescribed, I'm going to have to look at some things I've never wanted to look at. Right? Because he's going to heal it so that I can carry more of him right so i can carry more of him you know that the house built on the rock doesn't collapse the house built on the sand which is the lies that we still believe eventually somewhere somehow there's this breakdown right and so this is the threshold this is the threshold can can you step into a greater financial wealth are we just happy where we're at? Because it's, you know, it's good. I'm comfortable. I got what I need. Or can we step into some, what, what if he really meant Deuteronomy 8.18, I give you power to get wealth so that he can establish his covenant with you being blessed to be a blessing. Because if you're not blessed, you can't be a blessing. If you don't have anything to give, right, then you can't give. <laughs> Very challenging. Very challenging. It's a challenging thought because I am comfortable. I've got my own world taken care of. But he's saying, no, we live to give. And so you have to have something to give, which means I've got to step out of maybe a certain area. uh, Step out of what I know for wealth and actually go somewhere with that. I've always cracked up because we have some people in our church they are like older ladies. And like they don't work and I don't understand it. And yet they give thousands of dollars. I don't know where they get it from. You know what I'm saying? And they just always kind of have this supply. Because they understand what the word says about wealth, and they have learned to upgrade. They've learned to upgrade. And it's not about, you know, I don't know, it's, it's not a selfish thing. It's not a, a weird, funky faith thing we all remember. Remember the cl- uh, name it, claim it garbage, you know, that just turned us all off to all that stuff. And, you know, but they're just very genuine before the Lord. I am, I am, uh, 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 I am blessed to be a blessing, right everybody say upgrade. upgrade, okay, and so this whole thing about the threshold I was like uh, talking to you about the upgrade because the Lord was speaking to me about upgrades and I was living out this word about upgrade, learning that the, that God will upgrade you, he will upgrade you he will he, he has a way of supplying things. I remember I was in one meeting of uh, in particular, this happened more than once, but I was in one meeting in particular uh, at my church, and the Lord, it's just a, like one of those crazy miracles that he does, um, and I've had to kind of coach people and say, you know, God will do whatever miracle he wants to do. You cannot confine this thing, okay? You can't uh, decide and be miracle selective with the Lord. When he does it, okay, he's going to do what he does, okay? And it's not, um, you know, it's not gimmicks, it's not magic, it's not anything like that. It's the Lord doing what he does, right? And it really it it can really offend us sometimes when he steps outside of our box and he starts doing some things that we think I didn't know the Lord did that. And well, he does. <laughs> okay. And so I remember being in this one meeting. I don't know why I'm talking to you about this topic. You know, I guess maybe because I heard 125,000 in one month. I'm like right on. You know, I love the challenge. Uh, <laughs> and so so I was in this one meeting uh, at our church. And the Lord spoke to me, and it was just like the weirdest thing. And I told everybody, I said, okay, so God's talking to me about this thing. And I said, I said, uh, get out your phones and check your bank account balance really quick. Just check it, you know, kind of eyeball it. Where's your, where's, where's your bank funds right now? And then I said, "And just now now just hold up your phone in the in the presence of God, because there's this glory in the room. I said, just hold up your phone in the presence of God. I don't know, wave it. I don't know, wave offering it. You know, I didn't know how to just do it. I was trying to get people out of their head. That's really what I was doing. You know, I was like, like, just do something crazy with your phone you know because if you think about it too much you'll 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 lose you'll lose the miracle you know because it's just absolutely illogical and so uh, I said just wave your phone I said okay check your balance again check your balance again and so what happened is money started dropping in people's accounts supernaturally over the room it was just nuts and you know what touched my heart the most I, I mean I could still almost like I have, I have to hold my tears on this what touched my heart the most was this uh these two women and they got the most, I think like a two or three thousand apiece. Okay. And what was so significant about it was that they were both w- uh, recent widows. <laughs> and the Lord just like put it in there because he takes care of the widows, doesn't he? I was just like rocks even even today, uh, talking about that. And so so anyway, you know, we we want we like the idea of upgrades. <laughs> We like the idea of upgrades. Don't, don't you like the idea? I love the idea. <laughs> All right. But what is the threshold? <laughs> what is the excuse? You know, it's like, well, that's that's a really great miracle, but God will never do that to me. That's an excuse right there. Okay. Why, why would he do it for somebody else and not do it for you when he's actually calling for that? What if, you know, to, it's very different to believe for your own provision and then, not just for your own provision, but then to believe for somebody else's provision too. Like I want to extend past myself. You know what? I really want to extend past myself 10 grand this month. I don't have it, but Lord, I have a seed, you know, the power of the seed. Okay, and and, you know, I want to I want to go past my boundaries and watching the Lord do a miracle, a miracle provision or a miracle, um, you know, uh, where he begins to open doors. I felt like the Lord wanted me to to highlight today. uh, Some of you are being called to influence government. I don't know if there's anybody in here, like you're thinking of uh, uh, campaigning or something. There's something like that. I'm feeling uh, that the Lord, uh, is is there anybody here that that's been on your heart? Like you, there's nobody behind you. (laughs) what right here. okay I felt like God was he, I wrote it down right here I'll you know I'll show you if you if you need to see it but that there's um uh, he's calling uh people into government and that that is like I don't know if you have you been in that area arena before okay so this is new for you uh w- do you mind standing and coming to the front can we pray over you can we do that okay was there another one is there another one somebody else All right. Um, is, is this something you'd have to campaign for? No, I'm running. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Because um, I was going to shout your name and say, I didn't even vote for him. No, i was gonna- <laughs> All right. Are, you as well? Yeah. Uh, interceding for government. Okay. All right. So, so anyway, um, yeah, here's uh, this whole thing about calling to, uh, calling to government right here. And so can you guys stand up? And I want you to stretch your hands out towards this man because, um, you know, again, upgrade. Upgrade. You know, uh, one of the reasons um, that helped us to not shut down uh, when we were supposed to shut down is that we had influence with our, our local and regional government, and so they just wouldn't comply. You know, with the with the shutdown stuff and everything. There's something really. The church. If the church isn't influencing government, then then who is? You know what I'm saying, and it—it's one of those things that I personally struggle with because it's like if you are silent to it, you you can pay now or you can pay later, but you have to be in it. You know, it's like you—you have to do something in this arena. Um, So, so let's just pray for him, Lord. We just—we just thank you, Lord, that you have um, anointed him with governmental authority, Lord, that you literally positioned him within the realm of powers and principalities. You have position to him because he, he is designed to be a light and a gatekeeper in this, in this area, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just uh, completely uh, uh, shower him with your favor. Shower him with your favor. And, Lord, literally enable him to see supernaturally But also have a wisdom, Lord, from you on what to do with the things that he sees. That, Lord, he would be able to see afar off and make decisions today that will impact tomorrow. We pray, Heavenly Father, that every diabolical twist and plot uh, designed against him would be silenced in the name of Jesus, that you would preserve everything that he cares about, Lord. But Lord, that you would give him, uh, Lord, an increase, an upgrade, literally an upgrade, uh, even a financial upgrade, Lord, uh, a, a government and financial upgrade, that he'd be able to pull in funds from the north, south, east, and west, Lord, to die direct what you are doing, God. And Lord, I thank you for his heart. Lord, we pray for preservation over his heart, that he not be corrupted within a corrupt system, within a corrupt structure. But Lord, he would continue to hold fast to his integrity, Lord. And so, Lord, I thank you that that he is uh, steady and he is solid, but he is also breakthrough. In Jesus' powerful, mighty name. Lord, work in the realm of dreams and visions in his life, Lord, for the purpose, for for the cause. And I thank you, Lord, that you give to him the gift of success. And, Lord, that he finish well. He be a finisher. In Jesus' mighty, powerful name. Can we give the Lord glory? Thank you, Heavenly Father. Bless you. All right. How are you? How are you? Emotional. Okay. All right. All right. Exciting, huh? Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Can everybody say upgrade? upgrade. Um, this man right here, in the, the we have glasses hanging off your shirt. Yeah. Can you stand up right there, just where you're at? Um, I, have we met before? No. Okay. So um, you're new here before I ever came here. Yeah. Okay. What's your name? David, okay, my son's name's David. All right, all right. Um, so, what I had written down some things for you, I'm looking for my notes here. Uh, I, I said, uh, big guy. Um. <laughs> um, what I was seeing was, uh, you know, I'm going to have you come, up, come forward if that's okay. Let's, let's participate again. Let's all do this again. Um, I have no idea what you do. Um, but what I have here is this whole thing about um, provision, and and this whole thing about supply, provision and supply. And I don't know if you've ever considered the realm of business before, but but I see there there is an ability to see and obtain supplies, obtain um, uh, commodities, obtain uh, 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 things that. Uh, uh, things for for supply chains, okay? And I I see that the Lord is is directing you and enabling you to see afar off, so that you can plan today for tomorrow's future. And it isn't just about you, but it's actually like for the region, for the area, and beyond. And so, Lord, I just thank you that you are you are gracing this man, gracing him for supply, provision, the ability to find it. The ability to locate it, the ability to bring it into the system, Lord and, and Lord that there is a financial attach a, a financial upgrade for him in connection to whatever this is. I see airplanes bringing supplies. I, bring, I see airplanes uh, with with boxes loaded with boxes, and somehow you're directing this supply. Um, uh, this this uh, I, I also see needs being met in poor areas needs being met in poor nations Um, and there is this whole thing so that is the word supplies okay and so (laughs) so anyway you'll have to give me some feedback later but um uh lord i just thank you for the increase i thank you for the upgrade i thank you lord that he is crossing a new threshold lord uh lord that you are gifting him and gracing him with uh this, this unusual increase in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, thank you, David. Thank you. All right, Amen, Amen. Well, we'll just keep going. Um, Catherine, I met you last night. I met you. you? Yeah, C- can you come up here? So. Basically, what I was seeing over you was in the realm of creativity, okay? I was seeing beautiful words come out of your mouth. I was seeing beautiful words come out of your hands, literally. Um, I don't know. I don't understand that. But um, uh, like your hands and your mouth, everything was almost like a poetry that was coming out of you. Um, I feel like uh, uh, this is my... This is, there's something new here that's coming uh, in this area. Have you ever considered writing a song? Have you ever considered um, writing um, uh, beautiful words that causes restoration for others, uh, penning the emotion and making it visible to the globe? And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are working a new thing in her. I, uh, uh, he is doing a new thing. He is doing a new thing. He's always doing a new thing. And Lord, um, uh, there are some things that got shut down in the conflict. And this is a season that everything is going to wake back up. Everything that that never got cultivated. This is a season because nothing is left behind and nothing is forgotten. Nothing is, is uh, things are not dormant. Forever. So we call forth your gifts into this season. The ones that never came came out. And so I see just a new crown of glory upon you, a fresh a fresh anointing, a fresh run. I see you crossing into new things. Crossing into beautiful things. There's this whole area of beautification that got left behind and got got left in the rubble, but he's bringing it back now. And so your mind's going to change, um, the way you see things and think, and what you want to do with your time, is going to shift. It's a threshold, because you're you're you know, in, it, we get in our patterns, and we get in our structures, and that's that's you know that's what we do, but all of that's going to change. And it's a, it's a threshold to cross, but it's going to, it's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you, Catherine. Bless you. All right. All right. Amen. Second Corinthians 318, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Um, so we're talking about going from glory to glory. One of the things that I notice is especially this age, you know, and I, I ask myself this question all the all the time, like what is what does life look like in this decade for my life? What does it look like when I'm 60, 70? Um, I you know I was sharing with um, Brad and Lisa, I was like, you know, I feel this weird longevity in me, which is so crazy because I had so much happen. You would think death would be working in me quite, quite actively, but it isn't. God's resurrection power is. I feel this strange longevity. So I'm like, I wonder what I'm going to be doing when I'm 100, you know? And I have a friend. Her name is Marilyn, Marilyn Hickey. Um, and she's doing uh, crusades at age 90, you know, so she's like, she's like a model for me, you know, because I'm like, if I'm going to be that active at that age, you know, I got to be doing something, you know, uh, and I start asking this question, but here's it, but it started, some of that thinking started out of this verse about going from glory to glory, because when we are a certain age, we think we're supposed to slow down and start to die. Now, think about it, you know, out of the heart, you know, flows life, right? Okay. Um, and so, whatever we believe, that's exactly what's going to happen. So, if you look at, look ahead, age 50, 60, 70, 80, how old you are, um, look ahead. What do you see? Do you see poverty? Do you see sickness, illness? Do you see yourself like not really serving God? You know, or do you see yourself going from glory to glory? Okay, the thresholds that we have to cross, upgrades that the Lord is calling us into that you actually upgrade in life, you don't downgrade. That's not what he designed you to do, okay? And we have seasons in life, and, you know, there's sometimes seasons we got to, you know, time to take care of family, time to, you know, do, uh, tend to these responsibilities. But that doesn't mean the anointing diminishes. It doesn't mean... The, mirac- the miraculous diminishes. Uh, it doesn't mean my impact in reaching people for the gospel diminishes, okay? It doesn't mean those things. And sometimes we have this thought that, you know, I'm just gonna, at a certain point, I'm just gonna slow down, all right? I'm gonna slow down, not serve God. I'm gonna do my thing. And when the Lord is like, no, we're gonna do my thing, <laughs> right? We're gonna do my thing, all right? And so so this whole thing, about upgrade, I felt some of you. I felt a little pushback here, okay. I I felt a little pushback because some of you are like, "Oh my gosh, I don't have the energy for that." Well, the Lord is your life flow. He's your life flow. Learning how to to tap in to the life flow of God. Isaiah forty thirty one. I'll probably talk about this tonight, um, where you know you run and you don't. You are not weary, and you walk and you don't faint. Okay, and what that there really is a divine stamina for the people of God as we are as we are heading into His purposes. Uh, I'm going to invite you to stand right now. I just felt somebody's pain in their leg. I, I think it's the left leg. It's kind of like a pain right here. Where is that person? Where are you? There's like this pain right here. Something, right here. Yeah, come on, come on up to the front. Is there just anybody else? It's like a pain in the leg like right anybody else like a knee something like that okay huh yeah yeah that's fine I'll take a right leg huh oh yeah all right all right all right so um we're gonna uh can I uh what am I looking for here I'm not sure all right I think I'm looking for some some sound <laughs> So, looking for some sound. <laughs> All right. Are you are, you, are you a sound person? Or what are you? Okay. All right. Uh, everybody say upgrade. upgrade. Okay. Upgrade. All right. How many of you were like challenged when I just said, when you get older, you don't slow down? I may, I may not admit minute? Yeah. It's really challenging because you actually want, you, you go from glory to glory. Miracles. That's okay. Miracles increase as we get older. They don't decrease. Okay, impact increase. Okay, just go ahead and move it. As you move it, as you move it. Just just come on. Yeah, start walking on it. Just, you got to walk on it. Okay, just go for it. Come, start walking on it. Do it. How about you? Just start walking. As you walk, as you walk. Come on. It's crap. I can see. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you that you're putting everything back that needs to be put back in Jesus' name. Doing an act of create there we go. There it is. There it is. There it is. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Come on, right there. Okay. Just go for it. Go for it. Just go for it. Go for it. There it is. How are we doing? There you go, all right? <laughs> there you go. Keep going. He's, he's okay, don't take no for an answer. Keep going. Don't take no for an answer. You look like you like used to do like sports. something like you used to run down a field or something. like no, you're not a runner. Did you play? was it what, what was it? Okay, yeah. All right, keep going. take it, take it, don't take no for an answer. I feel it's like the competitive thing, okay? Don't take note for an answer. Don't let the devil steal your foot. Come on. Come on. Every place you walk, God gives it to you. Take your land back. Take your land back. Take your land back, okay? Take your land back. There's a, there's a people group that, that God's called you to that you're going to preach. You're going to preach to them. Take your land back. Come on. Walk, walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. Take it back. I'm going to stir this thing in you. Come on. Come on. Something flattened the competitiveness. It's here. We're going to bring it back up. Take it back. Where's your fight? Where's your fight? Come on. Come on. Kick devil in the face. Come on. Walk out on him. There you go. (laughs) Ha, ha, How are you doing? How are you doing? Come on. Take it. Take it. Just start walking. Start walking. Take it. Take it. Come on, just walk out on it. Just go for it. How are you doing? I feel the power of God on you. I feel your intercession too. Lord, just thank you that she's an intercessor. Power of God touches her. Go for it. Go for it. Take it. Come on. You run and not be weary. You walk and not faint. This is a precursor for tonight. I already know. What's happening here? Is something going on? Come on. Okay, that's fine. Go for it. Go for it. Do what you couldn't do before. Every bit comes back. In Jesus' name. you got This is more than just your foot. I understand feet miracles because I've, I've dealt with them. They're about usually, almost all the time, about taking your land back. Taking your land, preaching the gospel, evangelism, impact. I don't know why. It's in the foot. Joshua. Joshua, every place he put his foot. He, there you go. There you go. <laughs> How are we we're starting to walk again, friends. Come on. We're starting to get our run back again, okay? We're starting to get a, Come on. Take it. Take it. Run and not be wary. <laughs> run and not be wary. Run and not be wary. Run it off. Run it off. Run it off. There you go. Okay. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Can we give Jesus praise? Can we give Jesus praise? Thank you, Lord.
1: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Should we worship? Yeah.
2: it at your name and jesus jesus you make the darkness tremble jesus jesus
1: His name. Yes, Jesus. The one who heals, the one who restores, the one who brings breakthrough, the one who brings salvation, the one who brings provision, Lord, that your name is above every name, which means every name of God is contained in the one name of Jesus. Praise to Your Name, Jesus. We just declare we love You, Jesus. We thank You for what You're doing in this city, Lord, in this region, in this nation, Father. That You are calling on each individual, on each church community, Lord. We just bless the churches in this city, God. We bless the churches in this region, Father. We just pray increase, provision, breakthrough, Lord, and upgrades, God. Let it extend from this place, Lord.
3: Thank You, Jesus. Amen. Amen.